Do you sometimes feel like you're not on the right path, but are not sure if it's just a phase or something you need to change? Are you struggling to work out what's next in your life? Are you thinking about making a big move, but would you just like to double check it's right for you first? In this episode, I'm exploring the Japanese philosophy of Ikigai, which has been attributed not only to helping you live longer, but also to live that life with meaning, happiness and fulfillment. Now, I'm fascinated by this topic and use the concept as a foundation in my work. I hope you find it as interesting as I do. Okay, then let's dive in. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development, and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode. And I have to say, I'm feeling very summery. Here in France, the temperatures are really starting to rise, and yesterday was the first time I was able to sit outside in the garden. And I have to say, that was one of my fantasies when I was in my corporate job, to be able to work outside just because I feel like it. Like I know with the post-COVID flexible working now, you can probably do the same. But I remember on the few days I was able to work from home back in the day when five days a week in the office was the norm. I felt guilty if I was outside, like I was slacking or something. And maybe that was just my paranoia, but I always felt I had to be inside, chained to the desk to be seen as working properly. But now, being my own boss, I can work whenever and wherever wherever I want. In the garden, in a coffee shop, by the river, on the beach although that's not as great as it sounds, sand does get everywhere, or in my home office, wherever suits what I'm doing at the time. I just love that freedom and the fact I can decide, no one else. So what's your fantasy when you're at work? What would you love to make happen? If you could transform your life, what would it look like? What pops into your head when you daydream? And when you do think of what you would love, Do you dismiss it as being just fantasy or crazy or just the result of a bad day and, you know, it's never going to happen? If you find yourself only dreaming like that occasionally, then maybe, yes, it was just a bad day. I know I have friends who say one week, I quit, I hate my job, I'm off to open a bar by the beach. And then a week later, it's all great again and they love their jobs and they just can't understand why I'm even suggesting they do anything else. But when you start having those fantasy moments more and more and more often, and at the same time you're frustrated or unfulfilled or bored in your job, you should really definitely start to sit up and listen. Because that, my friend, is your subconscious screaming at you that you're not on the right path. Maybe you used to be, but there's a big misalignment now with what you're doing with your life and what you should be doing. But how can you be sure? Well, it's time to have a check-in to really understand what's going on with you. Is this just a blip or is it time to transform your life? If there's one thing I recommend to people all the time to help them discover what is the next best step for them, it's ikigai. Hope I'm saying that right. Ikigai. 
because it aligns so perfectly with what I teach in my one-to-one work and courses about finding the passion and purpose that they can translate into a life you love as well as paying the bills. Ikigai is an ancient Japanese concept which has been used more and more in the West too. Iki in Japanese means life and gai describes value or worth. It can also be described as simply as a reason to get up in the morning or my favourite, waking up to joy. Now, in the West, we probably call it your life's meaning or purpose, and it's similar to the French term raison d'être or reason for being. Japanese psychologist Mahiko Kamano said that ikigai is a state of well-being that arises from devotion to activities one enjoys, which also brings a sense of fulfilment. I like to call your ikigai your gift to the world, Because it's that special something that you're good at that solves a problem or brings joy to others, while also bringing you an income doing something that you love. According to the occupational therapist Erin Ito, writing for the Better Up website, the Japanese philosophy of Ikigai dates back to the Heian period between 794 to 1185. So this is definitely not new, but it is increasing in popularity in the last few years. Okinawa is a Japanese island south of the mainland. The island has the highest proportion of people over 100 years old in the world. And ikigai plays a major role in the Okinawan culture. So it's not something we can afford to ignore, right? But Aaron goes on to say that it's not only the elders that follow the ikigai philosophy. It's becoming popular with younger generations, both in and out of Japan, who are interested in having meaningful lives. Now, finding your ikigai isn't always easy, but it's worth it. Once you find it, your life will change because you have a renewed sense of purpose and meaning. You can use the ikigai concept in two ways. So number one, to assess your current situation. So like a self audit to see if you're really being true to your ikigai. And that's really to make sure that in your life at the moment, your career, your life in general, uh, that you are really aligned with your ikigai. And the second way to use it is if you don't feel that you are aligned to your ikigai right now is to find out what else you could potentially do. So for both, you focus on the four elements of ikigai, which are what you love to do and are passionate about, what the world needs in some way, what you can be paid for and what you're good at. You need to work through the four elements until you find the sweet spot where all these meet. Imagine a Venn diagram of four intersecting circles, with each circle having one element in it. Well, your ikigai is right in the middle where all those circles intersect. So the first question you have to ask yourself is what you're good at. We all have skills and talents that we're naturally good at. So think about what are yours. This is about finding your unique talents and strengths. It's not just about what you think you're good at, but what other people have said you're good at too. Because you're not always the best judge at what you excel at. Sometimes something you see as just the thing you do is really valuable and is something others can't do and would love your help with and will pay money for that help. It isn't always about being the best in the world at something. It's about what comes easily to you and that you don't really have to put much effort into accomplishing. For example, you may find working with numbers come really naturally to you, but other people you know just can't get their head around them. Or 
maybe you're great at DIY and find it no bother to put up a shelf and just can't understand why others can't do it. Usually when we're good at things, we think everyone else is too, or it's just easy and not even worth mentioning as a skill. To others, it's absolutely amazing. So let me give you an example in my life. I know I'm really good at putting together flat back furniture. You know, the type you get from places like Ikea. Most times I don't even read the instructions. I just open the box, look at the pieces and work it out. I kind of like, like a jigsaw. I just have a mind that works that way. I think it's easy, but I know some of my friends would not know where to start. And even if they read all the instructions cover to cover, they would still end up with an extra piece or a table that doesn't stand up properly. It's not that I'm any better than them. It's just I have a talent for it. It comes easily and naturally to me. And that is how any work you do for a living should be most of the time, straightforward and come naturally to you. Now, I'm not about to create a service going around putting up flat back furniture, although maybe it could be something I could do because I've had friends ask me to come to their houses to put together their furniture. And I have on occasion. Although I enjoy it because I'm, it's a skill I'm good at, it's not something I'm that passionate about. But you get what I'm saying. What you see as easy may be something others are willing to pay for. So have a really deep think about all the skills and talents you have, no matter how useless or easy they may seem, as they could be a ticket to a new working life. The second question is, what do you love doing? What's your passion? This is about those activities that bring you joy, make you lose track of time and give you a sense of satisfaction. What do you find yourself doing when you have a break at work or any spare time you have? Sometimes the most ordinary thing could be a potential career move if you enjoy doing it so much. Then compare what you love and are passionate about with what you're good at. So out of all the things you put down to answer the first question, what brings you the most joy? What could you do day in, day out without getting bored? What do you enjoy even that when you work hard at it, it doesn't feel like work? The third question to ask yourself is, what does the world need? This one seems a bit harder, but it's not actually as difficult as it sounds. By asking yourself this question, you can perhaps find something the world wants or needs that you have a passion and skills for, and therefore find the fulfillment and meaning you're looking for. For example, if you're passionate about environmentalism or helping people with certain aspects of their lives, I don't know, like organising their wardrobe, or just want to bring pleasure and joy to people with your talent like art or garden design. It doesn't have to be a big world problem. It could be something more local to your community or your life. It's all about giving back and is a great reminder that our lives should be about more than just making money. Consider how your skills and passions could be used to make a difference in the world, even if it's just on a small scale. Finally, you need to ask yourself, what can I get paid for? So this is a very practical question, but it's important to consider as it will help you hone in on what part of your passions are most likely to lead to a sustainable career or business. Although I completely believe most passions that tap into your talents and strengths can be monetized in some way, it's not always the case and some are easier easier to earn money from than others. So even if making a lot of money isn't something you really care about, Unless you have some kind of trust fund or independent means, you're going to need to earn something to live off. So think about those things you're passionate about, are good at, and that are needed in the world in some way. And then think about if it will be able to sustain the lifestyle you want. It all depends what level of lifestyle you want, to be honest. 
So it's important that you keep a really open mind here because believe me, when you've been in a desk job as an employee for your working life, you're programmed to think of earning money in a certain way. When actually there are so many ways in which you can make a living from your passions. Now I could go on and on about what those are, but I don't really have the time in this podcast. But I'm going to cover the options you could consider in a future episode. So keep an eye out for that. Answering those four questions will help you zero in on your ikigai and a life path that is both meaningful and fulfilling. If you like the idea of ikigai, but you're not sure where to start, don't worry. If you Google, there are hundreds of resources. And I also highly recommend reading the book Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life by Hector Garcia and Francesca Morales. I'll put a link to that book in the show notes. The bottom line is, once you've found your ikigai, you need to act on it. If your current job and life is not aligned with your ikigai, then you need to take it seriously and look at how you can change your life. Think of it this way. We all have unique gifts and skills we can bring to the world, whether it's helping solve problems, providing a service, helping others succeed, or bringing people joy with your talent. If you stay where you are and never let it shine, you are depriving the world of your greatness and yourself of the fulfillment and happiness that comes from bringing your ikigai into being. So it's time to find your ikigai, transform your life and change the world in your own special way. That's it for this episode. If this is the first time listening in, welcome. I'm really pleased to have you here and hope you'll continue to listen in. And if you've been here for a while, thanks for sticking around and I hope you'll tune in again next time. If you've missed anything or want to read the key points, take a look at my show notes. The link is in the show description. And remember, you deserve to live your passion, so go for it. This is your time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher, or go to my website, nicolohara.com forward slash podcast.